Welcome to the Simply Youth Podcast, where the U in youth stands for you. Join us in chatting with some of the most successful Lebanese figures. Follow in their footsteps to write your own story. Tune in on the Simply Youth Podcast every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more platforms. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Simply Youth Podcast. And today we have a very special guest. Uh, he is the founder and CEO of Scripter, a cloud platform that enables rapid application creation. He is also a serial entrepreneur with more than 25 years of experience in enterprise software, consumer internet, digital media, cloud, and IoT across the United States, Latin America, Europe, and the Middle East. In 2003, he co-founded Element, and in 2008, he founded Abstrata, a cloud platform that helps mobile network operators benefit from the mobile developer eco- economy. Uh, please, everyone, welcome uh, our very special guest, Rabia. Thank you so much for the intro. Uh, very happy to be on your podcast. Thank you. Uh, so the first question, question is, why did you enter the world of IoT and how do you see the market evolving in the future years? Sure. So, as you, uh, as you kindly introduced me, uh, I've been doing enterprise software for, uh, maybe that wasn't clear in the, in, my, in the bio that you read, but I've been doing that for almost 27 years, 28 years, something like that, long time. And uh, IoT, so the Internet of Things, is the, the, the next uh, natural evolution of enterprise software. We call it today digital transformation. Uh, this is when we bring everything, so, so computing up to the Internet of Things was about people, people uh, performing business processes that help the enterprise, you know, uh, how, like when you think about uh, enterprise software, you know, uh, ERP, or when you, when you do, uh, when you manage your uh, business transactions, when you do uh, when you analyze your uh, bottom line, when you when you uh, when you um, do a fulfillment or supply chain, or all these things, all these processes were mostly about people interacting together in the enterprise environment to uh, to perform the task that that is needed to accomplish the mission of the enterprise. What IoT did, the Internet of Things, it kind of blew out the walls of the enterprise. You know, the enterprise was limited to, uh, to uh, its boundaries, its walls. Everything was happening inside with connections to, uh, to you know, to, to the outside world, the partners, etc. But with Internet of Things, now, because you can sense, uh, because you can install uh, devices and sensors and you can get data out of almost everything, uh, now you have a vision over your product from the time they, they are being planned to the time they go into the into manufacturing, into shipping, and all the way to the end user, how the end user is using them. I'm, I'm going to give a simple example. Assume uh, you're in, uh, you know, you're enterprise in white goods. You manufacture, let's say, washing machines. When you used to ship the washing machine out of the factory, that's when you lost contact with the washing machine. It just went into the end consumer somehow. And when they had an issue, they would call support, or, or they would never, or you'd never hear of them. With the Internet of Things, now because because now we can connect to sensors and devices everywhere, uh, the enterprise has suddenly exploded. There's like a there's like a, a nerve the nerve system uh, that is uh, our ability to look at uh, our 
uh, uh, the services and, and products as they leave the enterprise to see how people are using them, to look at the entire manufacturing process up to the end user and see and throughout the life cycle of the product is uh, groundbreaking. It changes everything, uh, how we consume, etc. So that's a very, I, I figured that was a very interesting transformation and uh, and it's for myself or for my company, it was, the, it was an interesting area where we should invest and see if we have potential. And that's how we took the decision to found Scripter. You know, Scripter is a spin-off from another company that I founded called Element N. So at that, at that point, you know, we were in 2012, maybe 2011, we started thinking about it maybe earlier and decided to launch, it took a while. We launched the company Scripter in 2015. Yes, like Scripter has become one of the most powerful cloud-based computing software platforms that builds significant IoT applications to reduce total cost to build and operation of solutions and products. So in layman terms, can you briefly explain how Scripter works and why you felt yeah. it was essential to today's market? Yeah, so, when, uh, so, so what, what I explained earlier was like the, the reason, the, the Uber reason why it was interesting to invest in this internet, new Internet of Things market. Uh, what, where we decided to go is in the area, you know, uh, the, the industry is starting to use something new, this Internet of Things. And it, it requires a lot of software to do that. You need to write the applications, you need to look at the data, you need to make it easy for people to integrate things. And we saw a, a big hole in that uh, in that department. There were no, not enough or not good enough uh, uh, companies or platforms around that simplified that task. IoT, if you're you know if you look into that industry, it's still very hard because you're bringing data from so many different systems, uh, hardware systems, sensors, the, the outside world. Uh, so you have compatibility issues, you have protocol issues, you have what we call them generally as interoperability. So you're bringing all that stuff into one place and then you have to write the applications that will exploit that data, that will help the enterprise in the decision process, uh, that will be embedded or participate in the business processes. So all that, uh, in layman terms, IoT is hard. <laughs> so in layman terms, we set to simplify IoT. That's, that's the... That's the quickest way to, to explain what we're doing. And so everything that we do is, in the, is for the purpose of simplifying it for the enterprise to uh, embed IoT in their everyday life. So IoT, as you said, IoT interoperability remains one of the biggest challenges for like rising IoT products to actually succeed in this market and make it as efficient as possible. So also Scripter offers pre-built connectors known for their power and flexibility in order to connect those to a third-party products in many domains. So basically, you kind of offer building blocks for companies to use. So what domains and market do you want to delve into to make Scripter the most comprehensive product? Sure. So, so going back to the, uh, to the connector, what you, well, you know, the connectors, the building blocks, our, uh, our analogy is the Lego analogy. You know, if you... Uh, if you offer people building blocks to uh, to uh, to use to reach their uh, what what they what they're trying to uh, to build to build what they're trying to or to to build what they're trying to achieve, it's the easiest way of doing it because they're using let's say black boxes that already do something and they're just connecting it 
connecting them together. That's uh, that's the philosophy of Scripter, you know, the connectors or the pre-built applications, etc. All these things kind of fit together in a simple way by the by by whoever is trying to develop an application. So that's what. Now, uh, the domains that we're trying uh, to uh, to move into that will uh, give us market share and. Uh, and what what you what you call becoming the most comprehensive, or at least becoming a, a, a as you, as ubiquitous of a platform as as we could be in the market, um, that was actually a very tough at the beginning. It was a very tough uh, question. It is it it wasn't easy to identify the niche uh, markets where we could uh, have the most impact. Now we we knew that. Uh, the whole enterprise market is moving into using IoT in their digital transformation, but it wasn't obvious which ones were uh, let's say the lowest hanging fruits. There were so much low hanging fruits and so many challenges that that was that question was difficult. But I can talk about some some of the wins that we've had in the past year. Let's say so we've had some uh, good progress in. Um, in water management, so we have a lot of applications with, uh, with, uh, that we've created for, for partners uh, used in water management, artesian well management, water quality management, water treatment management. All these things, uh, all these applications require sensing uh, that, that you know the, uh, the the water environment or. Uh, yeah, okay, we can call it the water environment, et cetera. So this data has to come into an application where you have to apply business rules and um, provide uh, analytics and provide uh, further integration into other systems. So this was something that we've, uh, that we've worked on the past year successfully. We've done also a lot of work on smart agric agriculture. Uh, and uh, if I, well, Actually, also lately we've had a lot of successes with uh, COVID-19 management solutions. You know, there's a big challenge doing the quarantine management and doing social distancing. Uh, in essence, you know, making sure that people when they quarantine are in the same space uh, while preserving their privacy and, uh, you know, and, and their uh, data security and all these things. So that's that's an IoT problem because uh, we we've solved it with the partner by providing a um, a kind of a bracelet that the persons that are quarantining should would wear during that phase. And that's one application uh, that we uh, that we've launched this year. The second one has to do with social distancing. You know, to open up uh, to open up uh, workspaces. I mean, there's a big question today in the world everywhere how to open up uh, the work environment safely again and there aren't many ways to do it except to 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 do it with respecting social distancing and some additional rules and iot can help there a lot so again we've partnered with a, uh, a company uh, that manufactures hardware devices and so we both have a as have a hardware device now that uh, it's, it's in the form of a bracelet that employees, let's say, in a, um, in, a, in a corporate environment would wear. And the bracelet would give them visual and sound cues when, let's say, people are not at a safe distance from each other. But beyond just that limited application of, of uh, ensuring the distance between two individuals, 
it allows us to monitor a whole areas. Let's say you have a cafeteria and, uh, and uh, for to, to respect social distancing, we need to have only, uh, you know, 50, 50 persons at any single time inside that cafeteria. So these, these bracelets also allow us to uh, know exactly in each area in, in, the, in the building how many people are there and whether the capacity limits are being breached and whether, you know, even if there are 50 and that's okay or under 50 in a, in a specific space and that's an okay limit, if they're all clustering around the water cooler or the, uh, you know, the self-service uh, 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 area or whatever, uh, this would uh, you know, it like the system provides also these this types of these types of insights to tell the operators that you know be careful um, you know you have more people in this room than you should or be careful although you have uh, less people than the maximum that the room allows for they are somehow all clustered in a corner and you should do something about it right that, that's an, that's a that's a uh, uh, IoT application, for example, that, that's, that's helping in the pandemic situation. How easy is it for companies to integrate IoT into their products through Scripter? Okay, that's a great question. So if, if a company, like let's say someone wants to do a, um, uh, wants to acquire this, the, the pandemic management solution, all they have to do, they don't have, like there's no effort involved, they have to just uh, buy the solution and the configuration and installation takes days, few days. Uh, someone wants to do smart water management, someone wants to do smart energy management, uh, industrial kitchen management. I'm just giving a, a, an example of the applications that we already have. Uh, 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 transportation management, uh, cold storage, um, etc. cetera. Uh, uh, telecom tower management, you know, we have uh, maybe two dozen applications that are uh, already uh, packaged and the customers that find into one any of these applications what they what they would need would just uh, you know it takes a couple of days for them to be operational now if you're trying to write something or to create something from scratch it depends on the complexity of the task you're trying to achieve and I'd say anything from a couple of weeks to a couple of months, that's, that's the average of what, what it would take to create something from scratch. And assuming you have the hardware devices ready, like you pick what kind of sensors, what kind of gateways, what types of uh, connectivity you need, all these things. And Scripter.io secured um, $5 million in the second round of Series A funding led by Middle East venture partners, other than recent bridge rounds. Uh, so how difficult was it to secure such investments and what costs do you have to cover while having a software product? Um, so how easy it is, it's not easy for, you know, once you, um, as well, you have two challenges here. First challenge is uh, once you're uh, in a stage that you can convince investor, professional investors to give you millions of dollars, it means you, you know, you, you've done something right. And the biggest challenge is to be able to uh, figure out your product, uh, your, we call it product market fitness. So you have a product that someone wants, so someone wants to pay money for. Um, you, know, you have your uh, technology figured right. You have your team, uh, the people that are behind the technology, the people that are behind uh, business development, uh, 
you know, behind your marketing, uh, all your team is, I mean, the, the team is there, etc. So the challenge there is the challenge of building a business. That's it. You have to, you have to have the right idea. You have to be able to, uh, to, to manage it right into becoming a product that people want to pay money for. And in the way to do, doing that, you have to ensure, uh, everything from from your staffing from your team motivation readiness skills uh to your technology making sure that you can deliver a quality product and, and making sure that your, your people are passionate about what you're doing and making sure that your customers are passionate about what they're buying from you and they're like they, they see the value and they will be repeat customers and they'll introduce you to, to other customers and once you've done all that, that's the that's that's the that's the challenge to uh, to uh, to win to be able to interest an investor to give you millions of dollars. That's one. Challenge. Now in Lebanon, it's a double challenge. You know, we have, we're not typically we're not a technology um, uh, technology uh, market. Uh, we've tried to. We've done a lot of uh, advances in the past. 10 years, I'd say. Unfortunately, the past the past two years have not been the, the best due to all the situation. But uh, so in Lebanon, it was it, it's a bigger challenge for a technology company in Lebanon to do what I what I listed earlier. Uh, it's a nascent ecosystem that can, that has you know it, it has its frictions, it has its biases. It's a learning environment which makes it a challenge for both the entrepreneur and the investor to uh, you know to move forward but with enough passion about the country and about making something that's that's going to grow and change the, the economy of the country we've made it possible both investors and and uh, and the entrepreneurs like myself that's so cool and in 2018 um future electronics announced a partner partnership deal with Scripter. This is one of the many partnerships you have with global entities. So how did working with large tech companies change your attitude or perspective on management and innovation? That's an, you have excellent questions. But I want to congratulate you again. So, so yeah, that changes a lot. You know what? Look, any, uh, any entrepreneur goes through a cycle. At the beginning, sometimes you, you have a hunch, you know, you know that doing this kind of product has a potential. You know that you can, it, not you know, you feel that it's going to grow. You hope it's going to grow and you hope that you have the right elements uh, to, to make that happen successfully. Like elements as an execution capability, you have the team who knows how to do it. You have the relationships, you have the stamina and you have the capital to be able to invest to start making money. All right, that's phase one. Phase two, is when you meet your customers or your partners, like like the, the like the partner that you that you just named, Future Electronics. That's where the validation comes. When you find that uh, there are uh, you know uh, organizations that are much older than your your organization, infinitely bigger, with you know in terms of uh, revenue, market reach sophistication whatever for any reason that are willing to bet on your product buy it invest into it sell it to their customers uh, promote it 
that's the game changer. And, and that, that, that was for us. Like meeting customers like Future Electronics or, and partners like Future has been, is, is key for any, any enterprise and, and us in particular because it gave us uh, an outlook into, so, so just uh, commenting on this particular organization, they're the third largest distributors of electronic components in the world with, I don't know, their, their uh, yearly revenue is north of $6 billion, I believe. And uh, they have customers, they have uh, 120 warehouses around the world, 60 offices, etc. They have, every, everybody is their customer. Everybody that manufactures any electronic device almost everybody is their customer so so yeah that gives you a platform to look at all that that's not available uh, otherwise and you only can reach that once you've done certain things right that's uh, and it's and once you do it and you start getting the feedback of that wide wider market and looking at the bigger opportunities and you know, opportunities that exist outside of your immediate market or or in markets that you haven't thought about or in product, uh, let's say product variations that you haven't thought about. That's uh, that's amazing. That's when you start growing. So I just have a question. So please ignore. No, do not think I'm ignorant about these situations. I just have a question. Have you tried uh, integrating like deep learning or like neural networks? Every IoT application, uh, every single IoT application, at the end of the at the end of the road is a machine learning uh, candidate. Because what IoT does is bring a lot of real-world data, whatever it is, whether you've, you know, you've, uh, you've uh, named energy management, but it could be anything, it could be transportation, it could be water management, it could be weather, it could be pandemic management, anything. What you do in IoT, so the first challenge is to connect all these sensors and systems to bring the data into one place and to store the data and to do basic analysis on the data. Now, as you start, uh, as you start gobbling data, sometimes you only can understand the insights behind the data. You only can fulfill the, let's say the, uh, the what's required from, from the application of looking, having all that data through machine learning. So, so IoT and machine learning are one thing. It's the same problem but it has two sides of it. There's one side where you need to simplify collecting the data, which you do, which you do at the beginning, you know, put the horse in front of the carriage. So the beginning, uh, interoperability, connectivity, um, uh, orchestration, etc. all these things, you know, writing the, the, base, the, the application, simplifying the, the, the creation of the application, all these things, and once you have that in place and the data starts flowing in and have that, then many, in many, many instances uh, to, to get the, the full benefit, you have to go into machine learning. And so neural networks, whatever, whatever techniques behind that, but you would need machine learning to be able to understand the patterns behind the data, build better business rules, give the enterprise better insights into its own data, build the decision processes, all these things. So finally, do you have any words of advice for Lebanese tech entrepreneurs who have an idea but not the resources or the financial net to make entrepreneurship a full-time job? You always will find the resources, but when you have an idea, 
just test it. Make sure that it's not just an idea. It's something that people want to use. Like Lebanese or non-Lebanese, that's universal truth. Now for, for, the, for the Lebanon component, Lebanon is a difficult environment. Now, if you're starting to something, let me have to know that. You have to have a lot of passion for the country itself. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Don't do it in Lebanon, right? But I did it here. So many others are doing it. It's our country. We want to make it better. We want to give it a better economy. Uh, create, uh, we want to create products to export and be proud of. So first, make sure that your idea makes sense and people want to pay for. Second, understand that Lebanon comes with a lot of challenges and you have to be have the right mindset and uh, resilience to meet those challenges and, and go past. Thank you so much, Sharia, for joining us today. We loved having you. And the world of te technology is a vast and marvelous world. It was so interesting listening to you talk about what you're passionate about, and it was so inspiring. Scripture is an amazing platform and such an impressive project. So thank you again for inspiring us and all the youth listening. And I'm sure Hadi is on cloud nine with his love for technology and computer science. So thank you so much. Stay yeah, I, I, and have a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for uh, inviting me and for having such a great idea and for conducting it to perfection. Uh, you should be proud of what you're doing and uh, come visit me someday. Thank you so much.